the new Parkway Theater, where good food, diverse entertainment, and community create a place for everyone. For showtimes and special events, check out www.thenewparkway.com. You are listening to High School of where real talk is our vernacular. What if at the bottom of that pint was a, uh, a blank check? I'm fascinated about reparations, y'all, clearly. <laughs> but I think that'd be dope. Eat the whole pint of ice cream at the bottom was just a blank check, use the time for yourself. Be some Willy Wonka stuff, man. Just, just put lottery tickets at the bottom of it. Or yeah. something, man, it'd be dope. Or like a gift card to Walmart. Uh, Get out of the jail free card. Give us something. Or two bins of cigarettes at the bottom of it. No, no more cigarettes, man. That way, after, after you eat the ice cream, you warm up your throat by smoking, and then you talk and you sound like Estherone. <laughs> no, that's Cicely, Ty- that's Cicely Tyson. Both of them are dead. Yeah, but Cicely Tyson lived to be 117. And the reason you know that is because you're 82 and a half. The reason I know that I dated I dated Cicely Tyson in 1980. She was 60. Come on. <laughs> he dated he, he dated her while Miles Davis is still sleeping on the bed. I don't hear one. All right, well, uh, y'all ready to start the show? I've been ready. I've been ready since I was on at 7 o'clock, Jared. I logged on at 7 o'clock. Mm, I don't know about that. 7.01 and I looked over here. No, go check that shit. Go check that shit, dude. (laughs) All right, well, uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at High Score 510 on the Instagram, the YouTube, and the Twitter at Horcrux Hipster. You can also check out our Patreon, where you can get all our exclusive content conversations that are a little too hot for the regular show but also some bonus conversations about other topics tap in at patreon.com backslash high score 510 basically and- if you want to have evidence on how to blackmail us to get canceled <laughs> or fired from our jobs yeah, you, if, you can probably find out some of our regular shows but it's much harder it's much harder it's much harder to find we made it easy for you <laughs> easy. yeah we simplified the process we're like our own our own uh, broker and our demise, our own demise. And we are here with. Uh, this is AG3 coming at you faster than August Alcina heading over Jada Pinkett's house after watching Jason's lyric and set it off. He hopped to that car so fast. You brought the noon chucks. The hell was that? You brought the noon chucks. As many times as he plays the sound bite, Aaron, I'm surprised you don't know that one. <laughs> Is that that same chick that he was sat there in the dorm and listened to over and over again on YouTube? No, that was a... Uh... They can make you slap somebody. <laughs> I don't know what that's from. Uh, this one, though, is... You brought the noon chucks! It was not Alexis K. T- Alexis K. Tyler. That is uh, Blank Man, one of the greatest uh, superhero movies ever. Don't at me on that. No, no, I'm going to add you. It's not Meteor Man, yes. No, Meteor Man was solid, but Blank yeah, Man was No, better. no, no. Meteor Man had Bill Cosby in there. Come on. Joe <laughs> uh, Jones. They had a cast, man. Yeah, a major cast. Yeah, but Blank Man didn't need to have the gimmicks. They just had a storyline. They had man, he was the realest Batman there was. He was he was Batman without being Batman, which made him not a fuckboy. And so he was actually like honorable. He was essentially Maya Moore. He saved the world to save his girlfriend, basically. <laughs> like, I'm doing this for the city, but really he was doing it for his girlfriend. <laughs> exactly. And we are here with... Hello, everyone. It's everybody's favorite truck driver, Captain P-Funk, coming at you faster than this LLC coming up. My name's Jimmy Rebel. This first number's a song I wrote. It's very near and dear to me, and it's about niggers. A one, a two, a one, two, three... Step back, silverback, hold on, Blackie. Steal some gas for your Cadillac. Head downtown with them coons and clowns. Just stay away from me. Love Jimmy Rebel. <laughs> got all his, I got all his work. And we are here with... What's up? This is Brandon, a.k.a. Taco Pablo. Um... Yeah, let's let's uh let's uh get this show on the road, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to go home. Apparently, like these uh Miami Heat right now. There was about fifty others of you that needed some kind of deliverance. 
but you were afraid that you were going to be labeled. Now, since we don't know what's going on, I dare you to run down here and say, do it for me, Jesus. Hurry up! And I was, I was I was trying to think of the phrase Jarrett uses, right, to make us think we're going to end the show, but we really don't. <laughs> kind of like in church where the pastor's just up there talking. He's like, all right, I'm going to let y'all out. And then that really just means we're going to be there for another hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> Jarrett will text us like the show is going to be quick. Mm-hmm. Jarrett yeah. acts like he has something else to do after this. Hey, speaking <laughs> of church, did you guys get my picture of the nurses at the Baptist church? <laughs> we did. You saw that? We did. Did not say if they're registered or not. I did not say they're registered. I just said they were. They had a church, they had a nurse board at the church, and all that. You know, usually one or two would be registered, though. That'll be like okay. their normal job, also. I just assumed they were the people with band aids, ice, and an electric fan rather than the than the fans. Nah, the they had the old school. They had the, they had the old school funeral home ad fans. Usually, the old lady would keep a wooden spoon in her pocket in case someone starts seizure, having a seizure. Because they got the old Southern Methodist, the Southern Baptist Church. That's what they do. They got the oh, old yeah. Methodist. Well, you also have to have a Coca-Cola in that purse just in case somebody needs, needs some sugar. They yeah. do. They always a Coke, a warm-ass Coke. And a fucking candy bar. And they always get, they always offer in some butterscotch, you know, some hard butterscotches. And they always offer it to the person that curse in church. And then, they, oh, his sugar just slow. We'll take care of him. <laughs> and we are here with... Wow, what an intro. I don't know if I got diabetes from that intro alone. What's up, y'all? This is Darius, a.k.a. Smoking Out with Jared's Baby Yoda bad girl. Uh, trying to smoke out with Baby Yoda so Jared don't give it neck. Because uh, that's pedophilia, folks. This guy, Logan, owes me $50,000. If I don't get it soon, I'm talking! All right. Now, who's Logan? And what do you know about him? All I can tell you, sir, is that he's gay. Gay, gay! <laughs> that was from a stand-up, was it? What was that from? No, that was from Blue Street. No. My favorite. That Blue was my Street. favorite. Oh, that was Blue Street. Yeah, Hey, can I just say one more thing, Jared? Anybody who is playing that racist, whatever soundbite, what was that you played for Pedro? My name's Jimmy Rebel. Jimmy, Jimmy Rebel. Rebel. Like, you have to be deeply racist to be able to discover a nigga like Jimmy Rebel. Like, it's not even on my radar to be that racist. So, congratulations, Jared. <laughs> Y'all know what that's from? No, nigga. That was from fucking Boondocks, bro. <laughs> Jimmy Rebel? Yes, he does a duet with Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> I bet he does. I don't know about that white. <laughs> that's the part that Jared loved the most about the show was Jimmy Rebel. Was that the, was that the Lost season? Oh no, no, that was season was, two. That was like season two. That was season two. And my name is Jared, aka DJ Art. With two T's for a double dose of that tinkity tink tink. The D is silent, so it's just jart. So you say you saw a, a what? It was a wolf, goddammit, big black stinking ass wolf. The motherfucker jumped off the boat and ran over there. And when it got there, son of a bitch turned into a man. Did the flip flop shit on me. Just like a hoe I knew in Detroit back in 62, 63. I go over a house on Saturday night, bitch love me, man. Take a chicken and some pretzels. I come to the door. She's a man. Let's pop in this shit. Brandon is just looking at the clock. That nigga's watching the time go. He's mm-hmm. like, all right, listen. Uh, if y'all don't start the show, I'm out. Brandon's staring at me like, <laughs> you gonna eat your cornbread. <laughs> if you had some cornbread, I'd eat it right now. <laughs> in news, Walmart will be celebrating Juneteenth and they are coming out with a Juneteenth flavored ice cream. Great value brand. It is a swirled red velvet and cheesecake flavored ice cream. Are you all excited to celebrate Juneteenth with great value or nah? Huh? Hey, they went on the walk. Darius is on his way, it seems like. Yeah, Sorry, y'all. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Cool, my bad. Like, he's going to get it. Darius going to get it. Like, I'm going to go get I got to pick up that June. I got to watch the dog. I'm about to go pick this shit up. <laughs> All right. I'm so, totally yeah. You know, you know what? That's kind of disrespect for the black people, not in the way you think. It's in a way that the Juneteenth ice cream flavor only come in a 16 ounce, one pint. You know how mad I always get that the best flavors, like Hagen, I'm like, why, why, why can't they make a big ass? 
two pint or a cart or a gallon size. We always got to buy a goddamn pint. And you ain't never seen a black person walk out of a store happy while wearing a pint. Well, look, Walmart's being responsible. Come they're on, not gonna, they're not gonna sell. They're not gonna sell um, half gallon of ice cream knowing your sugar's high. Wait, Give you that 16, about- 16 ounces. <laughs> Walmart's being responsible, being responsible over over the 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 medical and the health interests of their uh, clientele. Yeah, they all. Extremely. You know what? They also have their uh, Juneteenth paper plates and plastic cups out as well. <laughs> if you guys want to go cop that. You mean the red solo cups? No, they're not red. They they are <laughs> they they basically Jamaican at this point. All oh man, Jamaican. Walmart pulled it already, dude. Walmart pulled it already, Jerry. Well, they Walmart sold out ice cream after backlash. We, we, oh man, I was I mean, then, uh, here's the crazy thing. I, I looked at the picture. The ice cream was red. <laughs> they should have pulled it because it's gonna give everyone diabetes. Why would you make red velvet and cheesecake? That's- I saw a lot of people who were like. You know, if it had been butter pecan flavor, it would have been more in line with you know. Saying, no, yeah. no, 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 no. They wanted, no. they wanted, they wanted to show the blood of spilled black people all within the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told my, I told my uh, friend she had posted it. I'm like, why aren't the flavors peach cobbler, sweet potato pie, or bean pie? <laughs> why aren't the flavors fried chicken and watermelon? They might have just made a fried chicken and watermelon ice cream. You can chicken and waffles. <laughs> you can have bits of waffle, pieces of waffle, sweet waffle, cinnamon waffles. Uh, um, oh, yeah, it's like a salted uh, caramel uh, fried chicken in a waffle right. cone. That would Thank be great. You. Let's go with yeah. it. Let's run, with, let's run it, guys. Let's run that. Let's run that. Well, don't forget, they also had a fried ice cream, too. <laughs> they had a fried ice cream. And, you know, I, I feel as the though... the flavor of the fried ice cream? Let's look that up. Yeah, look that up. Rocky It was moose tracks, Darius. It was moose tracks. And uh, moose banana tracks. Come not on, split. Damn. Damn. It, Damn. It, Damn. It, um, you guys are taco flavor. I was going to say an exclusive, exclusive favorite fur burger. It was, no, it was a BBC big black chocolate. That's all it was. Oh, <laughs> uh, what was the what was the flavor of their uh their I'm fried trying, ice cream, Aaron? I'm trying to find it, dude. I'm trying to find the flavor. Could have had fried chicken crumbs, <laughs> just the crust seasoned right. well. Come right. On, I can, I can, like, see, I can see that working. See, that's why I need to work for marketing teams like that. What they should do now, because there's so much backlash, right? It ain't gonna work. It's over. Niggas already stomped on it, they're gonna get rid of it. They should wash out all of the containers, every single one. Keep the container drawn out. Let white people buy the container and donate and put it in the container and send it back to Walmart. It could be a check. It could be a couple cents. It could be a couple dollars worth of pennies. I don't know. But let white kids give back reparations. Cut a little hole at the top. Make a little nigga penny jar and send it to Walmart once you fill it up. And that money goes back to HBCUs, black people, or something else. Walmart, if you're listening, I want half for the idea. Uh, are you ready to hear the pride ice cream flavors? It's yeah. It's crazy. It was white chocolate flavor ice cream with brownies and cherries. It's bloody dookie booty hole. <laughs> Whoa, Jared. Actually, to be honest, that flavor would have been better for Juneteenth. <laughs> See, I just... Called dingleberries, Jared. Jesus, and this is wild, man. We're we happened to the sports. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought this was high score. This is high. Fuck you in the butt. <laughs> Shout out sponsorship. Uh, great value. Pedro uh, often hunts at a uh, great value locations for beautiful. Buxom white women's. So um, shout out, shout out to the L- LGBTQ. I just want to say that we are all allies. Yeah, it is almost Pride Month. It is almost Pride Month. Because Pedro be like, that's not regular. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's not regular sex for Pedro. But everybody else, we are allies. Anyways, I cannot uh, confirm or deny that. <laughs> hey, so are y'all trying to uh try this ice cream or would you try this ice cream if you had the chance still since they did pull it? Um, would you guys try this ice cream if you had the opportunity though? I don't like red velvet. I mean, does the ice cream come with the pack of cools? <laughs> I don't know if they swiped it in here in Arizona. I need to go check. 
No, nah, they yeah. probably they probably raised the price in Arizona once they got scrubbed over else. <laughs> <laughs> they probably put it behind a case where you gotta call a clerk to unlock it. It's like they have the ice cream case with a lock on it. <laughs> oh, that's the black ice cream. Let's get into some other news. Uh Jesus. I'm really high right now. Uh slow down, Jared. Slow down, Tommy. In other news, Isaiah Lee. The man who attacked Dave Chappelle was interviewed by the New York Post this week and revealed what triggered him. The man accused of attacking Dave Chappelle at the Netflix is a joke recording said that he was triggered by the comedian's jokes about the LGBT community and homelessness. He said, in quote, I identify as bisexual and I wanted him to know what he said was triggering. Lee said Saturday at the Twin Towers Correctional Facility in L.A., dressed in brown garb, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to read the rest of it. With the broken right arm. Yeah. Quote, I wanted him to know that next time he should consider first running his material by people it could affect. End quote. What do you guys think about that? I would just like to say I love how it was three paragraphs. It was just too much for you to just <laughs> get out. <laughs> You're like, and here's what he said. Blah blah blah. Uh, yeah, period. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's worth repeating what this fool said. Jared. <laughs> Damn, Jared. Uh, You're a great moderator, my nigga. That nigga could finish the sentence and talking about the whole paragraph, Brandon. It was it was just seven more letters. It was a yes. sentence saying what he was dressed in in jail. I was like, that's I don't. We don't need to have that. That was like like it's real journalism. I could describe what he looked like while I talked to him in his well, jail garb. He had two different stories. At first, when he attacked Dave Chappelle and, and Dave Chappelle and then was talking to him, he was blaming it on his grandma being gentrified. Yeah, yeah, that was the first story that came out about it. I and remember. And now he's talking about LGBTQ. That actually sounds more on point and more mm-hmm. on brand for somebody who would attack Dave Chappelle. I think at the time when they asked him, he couldn't really think straight because he had just got stumped out by Buster Rhymes and Elon Musk. <laughs> so I think he was really, his brain was all sorts of katoozing. But uh, I'm glad that they got back. Uh, I think this sets a dangerous precedent because it's not going to just bleed into just like comedy. I know Raiders fans who would kill people (laughs) for the outcome of the game. There's going to be Raiders fans choking other players out after touchdown. They'll choke out other Raiders fans. That's what I'm saying. Like it's going to, it's going to bleed into other parts of our life and, I'm just curious to see how wild this is going to go because I think it's going to it's going to start getting topsy turvy. I just feel like it's crazy that Will Smith's going to be the person that be like, remembered for all the, right over the book. That's so wild to me. It's going to be the Will Smith law. I'm telling you, people who don't ain't allowed to run on stage to be called Will Smith, and it's going to be a law based on that. Thing. Well, this past weekend, Dave Chappelle was on stage. He made a surprise appearance for John Mulaney. And mm-hmm. a bunch of people were upset that he was allowed to perform there because he said it was very triggering for him. He, he made he a joke like, about the about the identity of the weapon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was like, he was like, I was attacked with a gun that identified as a knife, <laughs> something, like <laughs> something like that. And yeah, people were not happy about that. But why does it have to be a sexual thing? When I heard that, that's commentary on people who identify as black when they're really white. You know, I I, I hear that as something different. So that's crazy that the LGBTQ community could just own that as an argumentative backlash. That nigga, that shit is interpreted for comedy. That's why I don't like where we're going with this shit, because like, I heard that joke too, and I was like, damn, Rachel Doe is all the night. Mm-hmm. I didn't say anything about like transsexual knives. Yeah, I watch out for them transsexual knives. He said he was also triggered by Dave Chappelle's jokes about homelessness. Uh, Lee right. also said, quote, I am also a single dad and my son is five. End quote. How's he, how's he a single dad? Jared, talking about Jared, why didn't you just read the whole paragraph at the beginning? That was part of the paragraph for sure. No. Like, he, he at one point was also homeless himself. Quote, he says, it's a struggle and I wanted Dave Chappelle to know it's not a joke. End quote. He said his breaking point came when another comedian uh, in the show's lineup made a crude joke about pedophilia, which Lee said dredged up memories of his own molestation as a teen. Um, he shouldn't have been at a comedy show. That makes <laughs> you he should have been with a therapist. Let, a, let alone the first row. Is, is he I on mean, top God. of a police car yeah. in this picture? I mean, why? You gotta, 
Why are you at a comedy show? It's like you need he could have gone. Save that money and bought a Ouija board, nigga. He could have been doing way better soul searching. He been through a lot of shit, and so I don't want to like laugh at the fact that he been through a lot of shit. But at the same time, it's like, bro, yeah, you can't go to any comedy show. <laughs> yeah, you gotta laugh at him, man, because yeah, yeah, he been through shit. Everything. How Once you, you act a fool, you get laughed at. He's a he's a rapper. He goes by the name of No Name Underscore Trapper. No Name Trapper. <laughs> he admitted to carrying the retractable knife, but said it was not out when he tackled tried to tackle Dave Chappelle, so he never intended to use it on him. And he said he always carries a weapon for protection because he is also a minor celebrity. He quotes, "You can't even get a cell phone in the Dave Chappelle show, but you could get a knife gun." Isn't that crazy? You can't. Security is a motherfucker. You get a knife cut through, but but guess what, man? I got my cell phone taken away from me at a comedy show, but (laughs) you get a knife. I didn't realize I could come strapped up. He said, quote, they spat on me and twisted me as if on purpose. He said of the security guards who left him with a broken arm and two black eyes. I was like, yeah, nigga. They, go, they, go. Yes, they did that on purpose. They tried to beat you, man. You they, were they were they not hurt. gentle with me. He said, they like, like they was hurting me like it was on purpose or something. It's not like I tried to kill somebody or something. <laughs> not I like just... I tackled somebody in a live show. I didn't they purposely <laughs> tried to hurt me. I just feel <laughs> sorry for his son. It sounds like he had a kid when he was only 17. Um, and it sounds like he maybe kid, 18. And a kid ain't involved with his life, so I ain't feeling sorry for the son. I'm be real, man. It sounds like whatever foster home he's going to is going to be better than the household. Wait, wait. The, we don't <laughs> know. The, the mom might be better than, yeah. So the story the story about this young man is sad, though. I think like that's, I think the overall story about him is that it's sad. It's almost comedic in the fact the way he's at least being quoted here and how it relates to the entire situation. He was also in the process of trying to secure a place to live before he was nabbed in the Hollywood Bowl debacle. So, you know, it, it, how I mean, spend the money on the show. You trying to get a place to live? To say that, nigga. What did young, you get? Young, want, nigga, young people have tickets is not cheap, nigga. I have a great job and I'm not affording them. What are you doing? I got a kid too, nigga. I can't afford those tickets on the black market. How the fuck you get them tickets? You ain't that homeless. Are you trapping? Or not. Asked about reports that he suffers mental health issues, Lee said, in quote, wrong and inaccurate. His lawyer, however, uh, stated that he is receiving mental health services. He was also on top of this charged with stabbing his roommate last year. Uh, the victim in the case identified Lee as the alleged attacker when Chappelle in- incident went viral, prosecutors say. Not also, like he was renting a room in a house. He talked about his son. He said, but it went from me probably doing only six months in jail and having to do community service and living in transitional home to possibly 15 or more years in jail. He added, shaking his head. My son will be big by the time I get out. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's sad. You know, it's uh, sounds like this. Go ahead. I, ain't got, I ain't got no empathy for him, Jared. Yeah, know. what I was gonna say, you I was know? like, "Well, you do stuff like that. Like that's what. I, like I would see if he was innocent. There's a lot of pe- innocent people in jail, or people who did stuff that didn't involve attempted murder. That I would say, hey man, this is fucked up. You're gonna miss your son. Can't try to kill someone. This is Jared going back to his being soft on crime, man. Man, I feel for him. No, fuck that. I don't feel shit for him, dude. Well, he said after the uh, attack, Chappelle asked him backstage as to why he did it. He said, I quote, I told him my mother and grandmother who fought for civil rights to be able to speak would be upset at the things he said, Lee recalled. Dude, they oh. knocked that nigga back to civil rights. Dude. <laughs> I'm like, dude, his parents ain't old enough to be. He ain't old enough. Dude, what the hell? Chappelle apparently re- retorted to him, quote, now your story will die with you, son. End quote. Chappelle was not reached for comment on whether or not he actually said that or his camp, but but Lee also so at the end Lee said quote but he's wrong I'm sitting here and talking to you about it end quote anyways Isaiah Lee man we, we wish the best for you you know what I'm saying uh you've had a tough life and hopefully you know what I'm saying Jared's speaking for himself <laughs> yeah, he ain't speaking for me exactly Y'all some cold niggas. Give a fuck about this food, Jared. I only got so many prayers to give out, man. He ain't getting more. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you. I don't know, Jared over here. Man. All right. Soft on crime, man. Oh. Jared, the reason why who's are having to pay more money to cover over that Cadillac converter. <laughs> Jared over here, soft on crime. Him and all his, uh, all his buddies. Question of the day. 
should comedians run the material by people it might affect before they use it? Oh my God! What's the point of being a comedian? Yeah, what the fuck are you gonna do? Yeah, Why are you doing that? What do you think they're doing? <laughs> right then, you have a choice to laugh or not laugh. They're running it by you actively. Do you, do you know what this means? Do you know what this means? You got to go out and find a white cop just so you can do a white cop killer joke. I mean, this is just crazy. Like, where are we in America? <laughs> well, I just, you know, he. I thought, you know, he he said that and. It resonated with me. Shouldn't we should we ask our comedians to run it by people before they run it by people? <laughs> In sports news, Josh Donaldson was suspended one game for insensitive comments aimed at Tim Anderson of the White Sox. Yeah, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to actually give Jared credit on this one for calling it insensitive comment and not a racist comment. What are you talking about? Because you you said Josh Johnson said insensitive and you didn't call it racist. And I'm going to have to give you credit for that one. Oh, I'm sure you was going to think this was a racist comment. Well, Josh Johnson was suspended for making a racist comment to Dim Anderson. (laughs) Come on, man. Now you're going to change it. Come on. Official announcement by the MLB says New York Yankees third baseman Josh Donaldson has received a one-game suspension and an undisclosed fine for his inappropriate comments during Saturday's game against the Chicago White Sox. Michael, wait, yeah, Michael Harper, Major League Baseball Senior Vice President on-field operations, made that announcement. Hill said, MLB has completed the process of speaking to the individuals involved in the incident. There is no dispute over what was said on the field. Regardless of Mr. uh, Mr. Donaldson's intent, the comment he directed toward Mr. Anderson was disrespectful and in poor judgment particularly when viewed in the context of their prior interactions. In addition, Mr. Donaldson's remarks was a contributing factor in a bench clearing incident between the teams and warrants discipline. The suspension of Donaldson has been scheduled to be effective tonight when the Yankees are to host the Baltimore Orioles. However, Donaldson has elected to appeal. Thus, the discipline will be held in abeyance until the process is complete. So on Saturday... He didn't say it as a racist comment, man. On Saturday... Here's the context of what happened. On Saturday, Josh Donaldson got into it with Yasmani Grandal, the Chicago White Sox first baseman and catcher. As they were arguing and bickering, Tim Anderson being on the field was walking towards, and Josh Donaldson said something to the effect of, this ain't your business, Jackie, nigga. Um, he did like not that. say, come on, man. Come on. You, you I, see, you I, put I, I, believe, I believe that's a misquote. <laughs> that's a very misquote. You put weight to it. And, and you said Josh Donaldson got in Yasmani Grandal. Obviously, you didn't watch it, Jerry. No, Yasmani Grandal got into it with uh, Donaldson. Whatever. They he, were Donaldson would just walked to the plate. They weren't bickering. Yasmani Grandal went up and hopped in his face and started just pitching. He was just doing it. He was going to the plate. And Yasmani Grandal, who's supposed to get in his stance as a catcher, never got in it and cut him off. And started up with them. And what nothing I heard, to do. You're painting. You're doing exactly what you talk about other newscasters and people doing and journalists doing. You're painting a picture. Never. And not giving this right story, man. All right. Well, at some point, Donaldson, after being accosted by Yasmani Grandal, redirected his anger towards Tim Anderson, one of the few black players on the field, and said, listen here, nigga, Jackie. This ain't your business. Anger, come on, man. You don't even know if he was angry, dude. You don't even know. I mean, his I, rage. every time I he see was it, in every rage. time I see the clip, I don't even see it. Was, it wasn't even like a fighter going on. It was a scrum, but it wasn't no <laughs> fight or anything. A little light yeah. pushing. Well, <laughs> regardless of which, he referred to Tim Anderson, the one black player on the field. Substantial as, details of the story. You're like, called oh, him Jackie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> referred to him, called him Jackie. That is not his name. His name is Tim last name Anderson, and he called him Jackie, referring to Jackie Robinson. After the game, Donaldson claimed it wasn't a race. There was no racist or malicious intention. He claiming that Tim Anderson had called himself the new Jackie Robinson in 2019. Which he did. Which he did. Donaldson has jokingly referred to him or called him Jackie on the field when he sees him. So regardless of which, the whole part where he's like, listen here, nigga, Jackie, leave me alone. That's the part where he took it over the line, I think. 
All he did was call him Jackie. Yeah, that's where you took it too far. Yeah, he called. No, he. Yeah, this is worse. This is like you. This is the opposite. See, Jared, you're taking the opposite thing of the Chappelle thing. The dude made a joke. In a reference to Tim Anderson referring to himself, which he did refer to himself as Jackie Robinson. He said, I'm the new age Jackie Robinson. I'm bringing excitement to this game and this and that. I'm the new age Jackie. Hey, that's part of just banter, man. Uh, hey, okay, I'm getting Jackie. uncomfortable. I'm getting uncomfortable with the part that now white men can't make jokes. Yeah, exactly. Hey, that wasn't I even want, a racist thing. Yeah, he's making a regular joke. Now, and I will say when... um when he played at Yankee Stadium the next day and they were all calling him Jackie. That was with racist shit. What's sad about this, Pedro, is Jackie Robinson endured real racism, right? Right. You have to fight through real racism. And this fool refers to himself as Jackie Robinson. And so a player calls him Jackie. All of a sudden, that guy's yeah. racist. That ain't racist, man. Nowhere near it. That's a shame to what Jackie Robinson went through to claim that was racism. Making a joke, man. You're, you're basically being angry at the person. I'll tell you this, Josh Johnson is kind of a douchebag. He is he is kind of an abrasive personality. So right. him and Tim Anderson don't get along. They don't get along. Um, and so uh, Liam Hendricks came out and said it's pure bullshit if he's saying that this is a joke that they've had between each other. Um, whether or not he did call himself Jackie Robinson, Tim Anderson does not have a relationship where he likes or wants Josh Donaldson to call him Jackie. Can't control that man. They on opposite sides of the field. I know, I know, I know. But it's it's, it's but if it's if it's a nickname, there's nicknames you can reserve for yourself, and that certain people have the privilege to use with you. I see. There's a gray well, area. Work that way, I, dude. No, 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 I, no, no, no. He made the nickname for himself, Derek. He certain... made the nickname for himself. Yeah, he's, but and he's ripping on his nickname. All right, Pedro, Daddy Dick. How many how many women got that as your nickname though? You ain't gonna let just some rando call you Daddy Dick. Why not? <laughs> if the woman husband want to call your daddy dick, then he allow it. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Why am I going to be mad if somebody going to call me that? Why? Exactly. Cockholding has changed now, Jared. It used to be, used to okay. cockhold somebody and they would hide and, and be halfway with the closet door halfway open. Now, they don't want to open the door for you. You're sitting down having a beer, feeding you and talking sports. If they don't want the guy to call him daddy dick, they call him daddy dick. <laughs> they be all like, call them delicious. <laughs> they be all like, spread your cheeks and lift your sack. All right, let's get to a new segment. AG3 has a new segment, and he is going to take us to Choich. What did you come here for? What did you come down here for? Tell me. To get delivered more. Well. Y'all praise God with him. I don't like men no more. Women, 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 women. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm not gay. Before I start, he's delivering you now. I just want to get a few things off my chest. I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. And I ain't playing no more. <laughs> All right, AG3, taking us to church. This is the segment that I've been waiting for. Can I get an amen? Can I get a witness? Wow. This is what I'll be waiting for, Jared, so I can take people to church. This is this is a sports segment. He gave me a sports segment, Brandon. So I'm going to come up here and I'm going to speak to the people now. Speak to the people who've been sitting over there, all this hating I've been hearing for a while. People telling me who's good and who not, who top 10 and who not. How Kevin Durant was top five player. How Draymond Green's the new Magic Johnson. How Steph Curry, before it's all said and done, going to be the best point guard to ever play. So I'm here to take people to church. Everyone's telling me this NBA is in a good place. The NBA is better than it's ever been before. These players are faster. These players are this. These players are that. These players work hard. Look at the body types of these players now. As I'm sitting here watching players play 65 games every year, having superstars play 65 games, you're telling me these players are better and this and that. So I'm here to take you to church about the way the game used to be and compared to now. I'm not going to go into it big time, Jared, but in the future, I am doing my top 50 NBA players all-time list. and We'll go over that another time. But this one, I just wanted to voice my opinion about this playoffs that I had Jared himself tell me it's going to be a exciting playoffs. He never say that about the NFL, but he say that about basketball because in NFL, he's worried about the Cowboys. He's worried about the Cowboys. But in basketball, Jared going to sit here and say, this is going to be a tight playoff, especially because the Warriors are good. He knew that a lot of these teams were very fugazi. 
He knew we had nothing but Fugazi going off in here, right? This door, I told Jared, I look back in the last years, I think this Dallas Maverick is the worst Western Conference finalist in the last 10 years. I even equal them being worse than the San Antonio team without Kawhi. When Kawhi got hurt because Jaja Chuya didn't break the code that year when he slid under Kawhi uh, Leonard on purpose. When he didn't break the code, didn't jump, didn't do nothing, just slid under him and wait for him to come down on his foot. But he didn't break the code that year. Please don't say break the code around me. You're liable to get me started. And then I'm really going to go to church. But that's when I go to hood church. That's when I start acting like the one on YouTube. For everyone that's saying this playoffs has been better than any other playoffs, this is this. The storylines are great. Just take a look at this Western Conference final. Do you realize the closest game we had so far was an eight-point victory? We haven't had a single close game in the Boston-Miami series. Every game has been a blowout. In the Warriors series, that was the one that had the one eight-point game. The score was closer than the game felt. So just when you, everyone's telling me these playoffs and the NBA is in a good place right now, they ain't a good place for making money. They ain't a good place for playing basketball. Go look at some old footage. Go look. You can go look at the 90s. Even when the score was in the only in the 80s, you'll see some good basketball being played. And, and the reason we came up with this segment, because I was tired of people not giving me what I give them. People want to talk to me about basketball. I Look, when you talk to me about basketball, I can talk to you without coming from a from a fanboy's perspective. I could talk to you without coming from a Laker fan perspective. I won't talk to you like I'm Clipper Durrell. He had sex with my mama. Exactly. I ain't talking to you with none of them. I'll give you exactly what you want, some real NBA talk. But I, this, I needed this segment so I could take people to church and teach them a lesson and give them a sermon and let them understand where I'm coming from and, and how when these words hit you, and you're going to really feel like, oh, this man know what he's talking about. Whenever a team lose, coach don't know how to make adjustments. No, how about he just had weak, worse players? How about DeAndre Ayton didn't show up? I'm tired of people telling me Monty Williams can't make adjustments. Monty Williams can coach. His team didn't show up for game seven. They barely showed up for game six. Everyone's always telling me things coming from a fan perspective. Every time you, that happened, I'm going to have to go to church. That's all I'm saying. Can I get it? Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Wow. Have your way, Holy Ghost. Give power to live holy. <laughs> well, thank you, Aaron. Thank you for that. I'm glad you got that off your chest. But uh, this has been a compelling series. The Warriors against the Mavericks have been great. The Mavericks. Uh, I have to go to church. The Come Mavericks on, Jerry, it ain't been, See, that's what I'm talking about, Brandon. He fanboying it. He fanboying on us uh. right now. This shit ain't being compelling at all. I'm 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 the most excited I've been about a Warriors series in several years. Several years. <laughs> Only because so. they winning. Because the last two years they didn't uh, make the playoffs. I've already explained it. I've already explained it. No, because they didn't make the playoffs. And the years with, with KD were like, I was like blase. See, yeah, here's the thing you gotta remember. Them. I ain't gonna lie to you because I've been delivered. You were looking for a nigga, nigga here now. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that was perfect timing for Darius coming in. That was perfect timing. <laughs> Right. I will say, I think the playoffs have been good. I feel like NBA teams have been too too eager to just let the game get out of hand. They've mm-hmm. been too eager to be like, oh, Almost we'll every game one. gotten out of hand. We'll get the next one. But the eight-point differential, that comes down to, like, free throws at the end. Or somebody making a shot like well, that. Yeah. The, the, the point differential, like, is, is crazy. It was worse than eight points, Brandon. That was the Dallas yeah. Warriors. It was worse than eight points. If Dallas had fouled them to try and extend the game, they would have lost by 15. <laughs> Right, but that game wasn't close. They were just like, "We're down nine, we're down seven. Let's not even try and foul." I don't know if it's the coaching or the players not showing up ready to play because this this game I, uh, we just watched tonight, mm-hmm. like they were up twenty six eleven within the first you know five <laughs> or six minutes of the game. That's just you, Josh. You didn't show up ready to play. Like they're playing kind of a Jekyll and Hyde thing going on. Boston's Jekyll and hiding itself. Same thing with Miami. They they're both like showing up certain nights and then not showing up, and it's it's kind of vexing. With the Warriors, it's like the Warriors, old veterans with young, new talent that's, you know, proving themselves uh, as we go through these playoffs and trying to prove themselves to be championship caliber or worthy. Going up against yeah. going up right against right now is Luca and the four heartbeats. It's literally Luca and four other people that have a heartbeat. On the court. It's like, and it's like Jalen Brunson, maybe, you know, he, he, he got a little, you know, he's got a little more to him. And, and then what he's been cool. But. The, the problem is the they players, ain't got nobody else that do anything else. They can't rebound. They can't block shots. Yeah, it was it was sad because I watched the Warriors and I was like, I was like, I worry that if the Warriors don't kind of get these three guys, these three guys can create shots for themselves and could get on a roll if they're all firing on all cylinders. Maybe you know they sneak some games against the Warriors, but then 
Also, it just comes down to if that team can shoot. If they shoot and hit their threes, then they'll be able to pace with the Warriors. If they're, you know, doing like they have done the last couple of games where they're, they're hitting their threes the first half and they go cold the second half, then it's like there's there's really no chance for them to win. But, uh, yeah, Memphis was like a great preparation for what the Warriors going up against Dallas because it was a team that was younger, more physical, more athletic in many regards, and bigger. And so they had to play a really physical brand of basketball and let their skill and still be able to be physical and win that series. And then they get to Dallas and Dallas is none of those things. <laughs> it's like, yeah. they're not explosive. They're not physical. They're not. Athletic, and be real, Jared, this shit has not they're been not compelling. As talented. You've been wanting to watch these games, but they ain't been compelling. Okay. You know what? It's been compelling to me because I'm looking at my own storylines, but I understand they've been, the Warriors have been looking really good. They still need to finish out the series. And they still need to get through this as healthy as possible to go up and take on whatever Dr. Jekyll or whoever Mr. Hyde that they're going to face out of the East. Because um, both of them pose different problems for the Warriors regardless. And so I, I find that, you know, it's going to be a really interesting. I would still favor the Warriors, but it'll be really interesting to see what happens the rest of these playoffs. Because um, how much are Miami and Boston beating themselves up to potentially face the Warriors in the finals. They're not even beating themselves up, Jared, because the score has been like one-sided. People keep day. missing games. so They're just so, getting hurt. They're yeah. just getting hurt. They ain't, yeah. This ain't because it's like some really tough three-point game every game. No, According to P.J. Just, Tucker, man, he he, he bobsledded the whole court. That's the problem. It's just fools getting hurt. They're just getting hurt. They're getting hurt on random misplays, and it's just... That's why they only play 65 games a season now, Aaron, because they're going to get hurt. Because they all soft. Can I get a witness? They all okay. soft. Oh, wow, man. Wow. Wow. for Jesus. All right, well, let's get to Cutty Corner shout-outs. Cutty Corner shout-outs. Cutty Corner shout-outs the same way on the show on where everyone gets a chance to rant, complain, or talk about something that's pissing them off. Cutty Corner shout-outs. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. We're burning down. God, if you listen, help. So cold and bleeding now, now, now. I'm in for this, man. Gonna let you down. Aaron, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Yeah, my Cutty Corner shout out goes out to all these young people and these uh, Generation Zs and everyone else who keeps changing their goddamn names and shit like that, right? And just like, oh man, well, I just feel like this name suits me, this, that, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Uh, I like to take a quote from... uh, one of the greatest, greatest shows ever. Obama's favorite show, The Wire, uh, full of so many great quotes. Uh, there's one quote from a character. It wasn't my favorite character, but I love The Wire. He was good, though, but he wasn't my favorite character. Marlo Stansfield. His quote was, my name is my name. My name is my name. For all these people out here, these young people who out here lying or and all these sports people lying, doing all these things and and, and trying to change who they are when they hit the Instagram and when they doing that and doing this. Your name is your name. You are who you are. Marlo Stanfield, it was crazy because the police never arrested him. Their whole thing was they basically took his name away from him, right? Marlo Stanfield meant nothing in the streets no more. He went and told people and it meant nothing. He couldn't believe it. He, he, he got to keep his money that he made for the drug business. He got to not go to jail. He wasn't be tried for these crimes but his name couldn't be nothing in the street. So for all these people out here, I'm not saying make your name out there in the street or anything. I'm saying just remember that my name is my name. So before you go out there and start like trying to change who you are, trying to reinvent yourself, just remember, be true to yourself, be who you are and, and, and be honest and be happy with yourself. That's my cutty corner shout out. It's kind of a positive vibe one I'm trying to get out. Man, you went old school and new school with that one there, man. Man, you know. You went old school, man. I'm tired of all these kids. Y'all should love yourself. <laughs> love yourself, man. I'm tired. You know what? I'm tired of reading in the paper. Right now, we've had, there's been four, four people who committed suicide in college sports in the last two months. One of them was one of the catcher for this small school. I forgot the name of it. St. Something, but. She led them to all the way to like the Sweet 16, the College World Series last year. She balled. 
This year, she was having an unbelievable season. She killed herself on a Monday. The Sunday before, she went four for five in the game, having an unbelievable year. She's probably up for All-American honors. She went four for five. Her last hit was a home run. They destroyed the team. And then on Monday, she killed her. Her teammates find her dead. She killed herself in the morning. It's just like, I want people to love themselves. Be happy with who they are. Look, let me tell you guys, the young people, something. Life is life. It's going to be ups. It's going to be downs. It's going to be some shitty points. There's always some shitty points in life, right? But it's life. And we get one of them to live. We only get one to live. You know, find the joys in it. Find the joys in it. If something got you so stressed out, and even if it was something you used to love, leave it. Leave it. Sometimes it's not happy. Love is something that don't love you back. It's like dating a German chick, right? It happens. Or Jared. <laughs> or Jared. Yes, yeah, like dating Jared. <laughs> you know, you love something and they won't even admit that it's your that, that he's your girlfriend <laughs> for six months and eight months. And I ain't playing, nigga. I'm tired of these young people. We had a kid at the high school uh, jump off the construction building, killing himself, called his dad, had a note pinned to his chest. And when I hear from, you know, my former students who come back and work with me or come back to visit that the kid had a lot going for him and he didn't, they, they, everybody was shocked. And it's like, dude, you got one life to live. You know, let me go fuck up like a kid. Fuck up. I stole my mom's car once. Pedro, I don't think you know this. You know, my mom took away my license. I stole the you car should. once. Does, uh, does your mom know about this? Because I'm not trying uh, to get the yeah. this whooping right I, now. It was when I first got my permit. <laughs> yeah, you're not trying to get approved. <laughs> I want to hear about your mom coming up there. Nah, I was when I first got my permit and I, I drove the car. They, my mom told me to move the car uh, from like the driveway or she told me move it in front of the house to save a spot in front of the house, right? And I mm -hmm. took it down the street, picked up my sister and drove off. Right? I was everywhere in that car. Came you back to me house. Uh, man, come on, man. I came back home. Mom said, give me your permit. You ain't driving no more. Don't you ever take the car without permission. Right. That's what the kids do. You're a kid. You fucked up. Kids, we fuck up. We get through it. I'm just, I, you know, it, 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 I'm not an empathetic person, but I'm struggling with why these kids keep killing themselves. And I want people to love themselves for who they are. Love themselves for your mistake. Love yourselves for fucking up. Your name is your name. Keep it your name. Yeah. It sounds like Aaron going four for five. Could y'all make sure to call that nigga in the morning? Come on. <laughs> Pedro, do you have a cutty corner shout out? Uh, first, yeah. first of all, first of all, I want to give a positive cutty corner shout out for the USFL for just allowing any type of uh, body type be a cheerleader. I that is that is an advancement. That is that is um, looking forward. To Towards the future, just having a regular beautiful BBW doing uh, handstands and flips. I have never seen that ever in my life. A buxom woman with, with big breasts. <laughs> big chick, Robert. That's a big bitch, Robert. Big <laughs> <laughs> Gregory. Second twenty quarter shout out. I was going to talk about mental health, but Aaron already capped on it. Uh, he already uh, talked about it. Because, yeah, I was getting tired of these kids using uh, uh, these crutches, using the mental health crutch, actually using that as an excuse to get away with things that either hurt, harm people, or uh, just simple crime. This but, high school cheerleading competition got your tongue tied right now. Yeah, baby. got me, got me. No, no. The USFL. This ain't no idea. Yeah. Believe yeah, me, watch, this ain't you no watch, you watch Disney. You watching Disney World right now. No, no, no. Pedro ain't watching no high school BBWs because they ain't been alive enough to get big enough how you like it. No, exactly. No, this is... They got to have at least eight more years of eating to get to Pedro. Well, on USF, I thought the USFL was out there just hiring women out of the out of the local McDonald's. What is going on out here? Look at the cheerleader. Look at the bottom right one. Wow. Jerry, make that bigger. You don't need to blow that up. Yeah, you don't. I am no, I I like this. This is normal. This is regular. I, I I love regular, and that is regular people doing regular things, getting in, and getting involved in. It's like they got like cheerleaders the, from the Planet Fitness. This is like the staff of an Idaho chick Come on, dude. These are cheerleaders from Planet Fitness. Come on. <laughs>
something so beautiful. 30 seconds with Jason. 30 seconds with Jason. 30 seconds with Jason. I don't, I don't care about the ass or anything like that, but the nipples, they got to be on point. If not, I ain't fucking with you. Brandon, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? So I was looking for my Cutty Corner shout out because I heard it this week. Oh, but I found, I didn't realize how prevalent this was. So apparently this week, I forget where he was. That's what I was looking it up. A uh, police officer was let go this week. Sad, I know. Lost, lost a police officer. After it was found out when he responded to a domestic dispute, he ended up having sex with the person who called the police. <laughs> Oh. So imagine this police officer shows up because there's a domestic dispute. He arrests the boyfriend, and that same evening ends up having consensual sex with the plaintiff in the case. That nigga was a regular. He did he did his job, man. The job title is to protect Brandon and then to serve. He did both. <laughs> Are you kidding for all the nigga for protecting and serving? The letter of the law. Now, when I was looking for this the story, I want to talk about. Apparently, there was a police officer who got caught masturbating in their car. No, that wasn't San Jose. Uh, apparently, there was another police officer who got caught on TikTok. Somebody was just driving by and saw him and a lady of the of the daytime. It was apparently the middle of the day. Uh, having sex inside a road went viral on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Apparently, another police officer oh, uh, got fired because he forgot to turn off his radio <laughs> and basically <laughs> while he was having sex on duty. I didn't realize all this was happening. <laughs> you would think all the police officers would be very relaxed, and not beat up black people or shoot them, but I realized all the sex that's going on. Apparently, it doesn't really calm down police officers; it just makes them more aggressive. My buddy did a ride along with with a cop. He was in a supposed to be in an academy and everything. Hey man, this been going on. They got what's called beat wise. Uh, I remember someone told me who was in a cadet. The cadet academy and he said when he used to do his ride alongs he said they had their beat wise he said sometimes they would see a fine girl and like she went to a car that was at a store or something they would follow get the license plate enter in the computer and then just show up at her house and say oh we got a call about something in that and just go from there just scandalous yeah. mm-hmm. that's, the pro- that's the problem with the jobs that you don't necessarily have to be in a particular place at a particular oh. time hey man <laughs> shop shop owner daughters put it that way yeah, the shop owner daughters was like, hey man, shoot, your daughter cute. Uh she's gonna have to take some of these black cops, so she's gonna have to take some of this BBC. Y'all want protection around here. Well, I'm not joking. Like, one now now it makes sense on how they got the, the idea of the word busted. That makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> <laughs> and then two, um somebody very close to me, I ain't gonna say their name, somebody very close to me was definitely having sex with a cop while he was on duty um, in my house. Mm. Uh, first name is Ma, her last name is Ma. No offense, but if I sent a picture of your mom to some of my buddies at school, she'd definitely be boner of the month. <laughs> okay, that was next level. Well, yeah, my mom was definitely <laughs> fucking a married cop. Come on. Take it down, take it down the land of the law. She didn't care. You brought the nunchucks. I hope they take attention. I hope they take attention away. Greg McKinney, Berkeley police officer. I forgot his goddamn badge number, but take his pension away. He was fucking on duty. He had sex with my mama. Oh shit. Uh, right when I came home to go get my lunch. Adarius, do you have a Cutty Corner shout-out? <laughs> Man, I don't know if y'all talked about this nigga, but uh, my Cutty Corner shout-out goes to the UFA. It's a new fighting league. Um, the UFA uh, is a new fighting league. I saw their first premier fight this week. Um, it was a tall, skinny gentleman versus a round, rotund white man. And the round, rotund white man came out with the first slap. Bang! It hit, hit the skinny black man, but he was just chilling. The UFA, as in a United fucking airline, um, and it went it went down. And my petty quarter shout out goes to really the white guy who thought it was okay as an employee to slap another dude. Listen, you lost your job. If you would have let him slap you, you could have went to work. You could have you could have pulled off the beef jerky moves, nigga. You could have went up, down, left, right, combo, combo. 
But nah, you decided to do a weak ass wrestling slap. One of those, I'm gonna tell you about your life, boy. And that nigga came back, gave you that four piece, and you was out over the baggage claim counter. That's what you white ass get. Hope you lost your job. Hope you never get to come back. But the UFA is popping. I want to see more fights in the UFA. That shit was live and direct. My Cutty Corner shout out goes out to Biggie's 50th birthday, the Metro cards that came out. That was cute. A negative side of it, though, was that they did a metaverse thing. And they also did had a song, a Biggie song that they had that they released for his 50th birthday. And positive thing was that people, you know, repping Biggie, New York, you know, shout out sponsorship back in New York, right? But um, them trying to capitalize in the state, trying to capitalize on some other things weren't as good. I, and personally, my my personal taste. My other cutting quarter shout out goes out to Stephen Curry. Steph Curry, you're doing great, man. You, you know, if you can lead this team and be the alpha and carry this team to a title, be the, the pace setter, be the steadier of the boat, be the person that drives the engine and everyone feeds off you, and you can win this title, you can solidify yourself among the greats, easily held in the top 10 players of all time, if you can do that. But you are going to get yourself canceled if you continue to wear white face on commercials. You don't need to coon out for these people. Some people say being a mime, but that's in whiteface. Why are you in whiteface doing coon dances on TV? It had nothing to do with the goddamn motherfucking commercial, by the way. It just happens at the end. All of a sudden, you in whiteface. Why? We don't know. Was it necessary? No. You were selling crypto, and all of a sudden, you end up in whiteface at the very end, bruh. That is them using you as a token, man. You just got pawned off to wear the blackface of the non-white person that they can have in a position to wear blackface. So instead they put a black person in a position to wear whiteface so they can show ain't nothing sacred, man. You just got, man, stop cooning. Stop cooning. Don't ever wear whiteface again. You the same nigga that love that Jerry Rice chicken tomorrow. That was my favorite, uh, other than the dude who said, ooh, baby, I got Popeyes. Am I the only one around right now? Russia real quick. I'm going to get these Putin jokes off. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, that's not how you get Putin jokes off. You actually go to Russia and see if you come back. That's If you come back, no jokes. <laughs> no, no, it means your jokes. Is... No jokes like good. If you yeah. Back, if the jokes is bad, you make it back. Yeah. They're too good. You ain't coming back. <laughs> or you might have some tea on your plane flight home and, and wake up dead. Let me go consult with all of the Phoenix Mercury to see if I can get this Britney Griner joke off. Like, yeah, what okay. is this nigga thinking? Yeah, hey man, that's a, that was, I was you just segue into. Are we going to talk about that? Because I think this is cold. How the WNBA doing this? Britney Griner. Britney Griner. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's stop. Let's yeah, let's, let's, like let's stop talking about no just, name trapper. You act like the <laughs> WNBA. You act like the WNBA got money to get her out of anything, Franco. Well, I'm just saying you should take. You should donate every, uh, twenty cents for her lawyer fees. Yeah, they should donate that Juneteenth ice cream money. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this, Pedro. The oh, WNBA just passed a rule that every team on uh, any flight they have to fly commercial. Oh, I know. So that tell you they ain't got no fucking money. Southwest. Yeah. They also got this new rule and policy in the WNBA that they just instituted that all of the rugs got to match the carpet. Come on, come the on. These fools flying on spirit, <laughs> and after Maya Moore got got a man got some dick off a of death row, ain't no way they gonna let they gonna pay money to let another WNBA player get somebody out of jail. <laughs> They wasted. It was like Brandon. He had Brandon said he already got so many prayers. They wasted all theirs so Maya Moore could get some dick. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for saying that. I didn't get it approved by Maya Moore or her ex-con dick. <laughs> Do any of y'all know what a BBC is? Okay, yeah, you must see. Yeah. <laughs>